welcome to where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views, they are amazing. Welcome ladies and gentlemen to the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. We are back this week, and for some reason, we just can't get everybody lately. I don't know what's up with that, but Faison is... Uh, Illuminati. <laughs> yep, on, hey. on business purposes. <laughs> hey, didn't somebody get a text about joining the Illuminati? That was me, man. I got a text <laughs> from the, you know, about and uh, joining the Illuminati, and uh, and Buddy was mad when I told him, hey, man, I don't, I don't think... You know what I'm saying? That the Illuminati is out here recruiting on Instagram. And he was like, well, why won't you give this a try? Don't you want to change your life and, and make your dreams come true? And I was just like, yeah, man, I do. But again, like, this not doesn't... Not Instagram. Right, not through Instagram. And he was like, come on, Carol, why won't you give this a chance? You know, what do you have to lose? Well, you should just try it. And I'm just like, uh, buddy, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that, but she had to anyway. drink like Cambodian baby blood or something. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, I have no idea. I have no idea, but I was not trying to find out through Instagram at all. Uh, hilarious. I wish I remembered his name. I'd shot him out. Maybe he's watching. Um, they're always watching. Always they're watching. Always <laughs> watching. They're always watching. And ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you all are always watching because this is the podcast where you get exposure to the true manifestation of the successful black male. And when we say successful, we're not talking about we have it all figured out, but we're doing the best that we can. And we try to sharpen each other and keep each other on point and are always looking to learn and do better. So you're in the right place if that's what you're looking for. Uh, and like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. But we're not going to get into all that. All right. This week, we're going to hit something a little interesting. Uh, and this is definitely one that you might want to share with the males in your life. Maybe, maybe you, maybe for the ladies out there, maybe you'll learn something about the male psyche. But fellas, I thought it would be great today if we, we always talk about when we were growing up, you know, nobody gave us this advice. Nobody gave us the blueprint to different things. And today I was hoping that we could put out some advice through a little reflection. And that reflection exercise is if you could give yourself, your younger self or any younger man, college age and up advice on dating, what would it be? Be honest, tell the truth, 100% of the time, because you'll never lose 100% of the time. Say that again, man. Say that again. Say, be honest, tell mm. the truth 100% of the time, and you'll never lose 100% of the time. I say that because um, experience, obviously, but when you, when you tell the truth, you give people options. And I feel like the dating game, especially how it was when I was an adolescent, young adult, and probably very, very similar to today, uh, everybody got options. You know, sometimes men have more than women, unfortunately, um, or fortunately, depending on how you're looking at it. But when you're honest, you can make sure that the person that you're dating, socializing, talking to, whatever the verbiage is these days, um, has an opportunity to act accordingly, I should say, 
there's no real surprises. And if they act surprised, then you can say, no, 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 no. I told you we had this conversation. So we're, we're all good here. And then you can sleep at night, clear conscience. Hopefully they can sleep at night knowing that everything is above board, honest and open. Okay. 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 We off to a good start. We off to Two a things. good start. I say, I say, take chances, take that chance. That person that you may be like, like, nah, I'm not even going to step to him. I'm not even going to shoot my shot. Like, Go for no. Steph Curry, shoot your shot. Basically. Like, look, go out there, go out there, just do it, man. It's like, if somebody saying no, okay, no, move on. Second thing would be that, and I get, I, I may get a lot of slack for it, but it's really, think about a person's actions and what they're telling you now and how that may play out in their future self. Again, somebody who's ambitious, somebody who's doing all these things right now. In college, in the early adolescent years, like people are still trying to figure everything out, right? But if somebody's not motivated then to do stuff, they're not, they're not really in, they're still trying to figure out what it is they do. You can ask questions, you can like try to help somebody, whatever, but at the same time, you like you're looking at five, 10, 15 years down the road. If this person has potential, like what does that mean? If if they're not motivated now, what does that look like five years from now if they're still not motivated and you're still together, right? Can you deal with that? If you're if you're one who's always out doing stuff and motivated, is that person gonna throw you off or pull you out of your natural self or being your natural self? Like it's still hard to tell at that age because everybody's trying to figure out what that means. But think of like you have to think of that five, 10, 15 years ahead. And like, see, if this is the way things are, could I be happy with like this? Because there's a lot of people who made decisions early on and sitting back and regret like. They had the warning signs early on, but mm-hmm. didn't but didn't pay attention to it. Yep. Yep. Crazy. Deranged. Yep. Yep. Big facts. Psycho. Uh-huh. That's a different story. I got one more too. And this is a little bit on the more serious side. I think people underestimate the value of friendship. Um, prior to the seriousness of a relationship. Um, never discount that time period, whether it be a year, two years, five years before you call yourself fully committed to someone to get to know them and learn the friendship or, or, or create the French, build the friendship, because that's what will help carry you. If this is the person that you feel like you're supposed to be with, that friendship is what's going to carry you through a lot of those difficult times because you always have something solid to come back to without it it it, i rarely see it work Mm. uh i got two at the moment and i think bj kind of hit on the first one don't try to get into something serious without being serious about yourself and who you are. Because if you don't know who you are and you're not securing yourself yet, dating somebody else only delays that process because you start to make compromises and cater to that person and try to keep them happy. And in the end, maybe that person at that younger age, remember we're talking about college, you know, age, 
you know, slightly older 20s, maybe, you know, early 30s for some that, you know, get a late start. But you definitely want to know who you are, and what you want, because that makes things a lot easier. And I would say there are probably very few people that know that at that age. There are some out there. And if you find one, hold on to them uh, <laughs> for sure. But the second part would be, I think it's very difficult to understand the course of your life when you don't have access. I don't think you truly know who you are until you have access, meaning you have the ability to go eat wherever you want to. You have the ability to travel. You have the ability to, uh, you know, not just say, oh man, I wish I could do whatever. So in that regard, access changes you or access access expands your personality. So I would say if you find somebody that you can hold on to, okay, share, share your hopes, share your dreams, share what you want to do once you get access. Uh, if that person can't even fathom that or isn't supportive of you in trying to get there, like, hey, let's move together, like not move in together, but let's let's make movements together as in, OK, well, if you want that, what do we need to make sure that you that you do? Right. What do you need to do uh, before we graduate or a, as we move closer to, you know, the next step? I think those are very important. And if you can't find that person, then keep moving through your life, develop to the point where you're stable, you got money coming in, you're not living, well, for starting out, you might be living check to check, you know, but just, uh, you definitely want to move with somebody that you can, I'm going to support you, you're going to support me in our goals mm -hmm. and move from there. Um, if I'm talking to my young self about dating and, um, uh, you know, my college years, probably one of the first things I'm going to tell myself is that thing at the top is called the clitoris. You got to make sure to have it be your best <laughs> friend, understand how to have a relationship with it. I'm just being honest. If I'm talking to myself. <laughs> to <be> young man. <laughs> However, he talking, to, he talking to himself, baby. Exactly. If we're going to go back to the other part, I'm just saying, um, <laughs> No, I definitely would. Uh, no, I wasn't it, especially. I wasn't expecting. No, it's not hey, going to kill you. I should always be ready. Stay ready. <laughs> Excellent no, it's job. not going to kill you. I think is one of the biggest things I would um definitely make sure to impose upon myself. Um, but just like all of us have said that 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 knowing of self, I think we got so everybody is um can get in these positions where we are are assuming a relationship is kind of what we need or what we're supposed to have and, and get lost in the search of, of companionship in, instead of, you know, really working on finding yourself. You know, there are some people out there who do not need a companion. You may not know that until you find self. There are some people out there who choose the wrong companion early, like BJ was saying, simply because you get put into these false um, assumptions are placed in 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 situations because your parents or thought process oh well they're in they're in med school so i'm just going to go ahead and power through 
any craziness that they deal with me because they're in med school and they're a future doctor. And it's just like, no, that's not what you have to do. I think one of the biggest things also is understanding good relationships exist. Um, and that um, just because you may have not seen perfect examples of relationships to understand that there is um, no need for, uh, you know, violence or, or foolishness or constant disagreements or continuous feelings of, you know, anxiety or, or any other issues. Like, Are you I, still talking to your younger self? I'm talking to my younger self. I am. Oh, okay. um, yes, it's deep now. We went past, you know, we started at the top. I must have missed the violence. I, I must have missed the violence. My bad. Um, there was no violent scene. I mean, or, or noted, but as an understanding of, you know, just in general that, hey, you know, those things do not have to like, if those things are apparent, like you don't have to, uh, you don't have to settle. You don't have to be in, in relationships where you feel that you have to be there. Like, you can, there are times when you grow um, apart from each other and that is a-okay. And, and I guess knowing that understanding that you don't, relationships don't have to have some type of tragedy in order for their time to expire. That might be a good, yeah, there you go. I, I think that's a good one. I, I think you said it good. Um, what, what'd you say? You said something about apart from each other or what'd you say? What I just say right now was the button on it. I said relationships don't have to have a tragedy in order to expire. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think you're right. Because I think when we're younger, we think there has to be this. Um, there has to be this event that leads to the relationship expiring, even though it already expired previously. And I think that's probably another good, good one. You're not going to get it right. You know, the first time, the second time, and you got to be okay with that and realize that it's not the end of the world. I think folks get caught up and feel like this is it. This is my life. You know, this is my, this is my forevermore. And again, because of where you're at, not knowing really fully who you are in some cases and, and, the person that you're with, maybe not knowing who they are fully, you're just trying stuff out, testing, testing it out to see, okay, what do I like? Cause chances are at that point, you really don't know what you like. At or all. Who you like. You're making a ton of assumptions based on what you've seen and what you and your friends has ha have, have talked about. And, you know, going back to, to Brett's first statement, the, the piece about the truth, I think that's also one of the hardest things to truly understand at a young age is that ability to just be truthful will, will propel you so much further in all relationships. Just deal with it as it comes and be truthful that you will, it makes it so much easier and more comfortable. Yeah. And I think there is a, there's a group for whatever you want. <laughs> I think that's it. Like, and that's what we don't, um, I guess in a sense, take the time to to truly think about is like songs like there are other fish in the sea. Like that is a true and very real statement that you, there is, I promise somebody out there who 
fits you perfectly. All your intricacies, the crazy stuff that you do, the things that you like to do, they like the things that you don't like, they don't like, you know what I mean? Or they compliment, yo, I don't like doing the dishes. Guess what? They will. You know what I mean? It's all of those little things. That person is out there. You can't be um, afraid to search, but also search um, intelligently. It doesn't mean you have to go out there and be willy nilly. <laughs> but with that, you had to be, I think, as honest with yourself as well. Because if, and part of that, I say that because I'm thinking back to like painting scenario, what you just said of who may compliment you. Because it's not a, it's not a complete, it's a compliment, right? I always used to hear like, who's going to complete me? I, and I learned clearly that's not the route to go. Who's going to compliment you? Yep. And that compliment may not be what you have your sight set on. Like, in, in, I'm trying to, trying to like, I don't want to mince words, but basically a lot of guys go after looks, right? A hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but that may not be at all the person who's going to compliment you. Like again, it's, it's it's all in what they bring to the table and who will bring who brings what to the table and who's going to be. But a lot of the times, let's sit there and listen. Guys, like you realize you're describing the girl you hang out with all the time and y'all best friends, right? But you never look at it that way. You never even thought about it that way. That's yep. that's such and such. And it's, it's no, now we just cool. We just cool. We can't do that. Like. What's stopping you? It's like that on both sides, cause uh, the same thing. The the boys looking at the female, and the females looking at the boy. Like, dang, I want somebody like them, but not them. And it's like, well, that actually makes more sense. If you if you have somebody that you can, um, uh, that is of your, uh, I guess I want to say attracted sex. I don't want to, you know what I mean. Um, but if you have somebody of your attracted sex that you get along with, and they are you know, um, they compliment you. They're fun to be around. Like, I think sometimes we are, um, I guess, jaded by commercial attraction, like, like the, the, what we've been, you know, uh, pushed to perceive as, you know, this is what beauty is. So this is what you should be, you know, looking as and being able to, you know, present to everybody else is look at Mm -hmm. my beautiful thing. And I promise you, bro, I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, you always say I'm such a hater. I promise you, I'm not trying to hate. I just really want to know what it was that you said. You said you're attracted. What? What? That you're attracted <laughs> to the commercial. No, no, no. That's not what he's talking no. about. No, no. It was, it was, it was, I know what exactly he said, but I, I don't even think like, he, I don't even know, I don't even think he could say it again because it was that smooth. It was like you're attracted. It was almost I know, like, I didn't you know if you said you're attracted. You're attra- sex, it, it was the, you're attracted. Yes, sense, but it wasn't that. You're attractedness. I, 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 I don't know what you said. Or maybe it was yeah. attracted sex. It no, was attracted no. sex, as in sex you're attracted to. Oh, okay. Okay. Your yeah. sexual attraction. I got you. Right. Got you. Yeah. Got you. Got you. Yeah. Got you. But okay. being older and looking back now, like that, that, that is also a downfall because again, that might not be the compatibility. That may be something that's is there right then and there, but you think again, five years, 10 years, 15 years down the line, well, okay. anything can happen, anything can happen with that. And I, that's that super, I say superficial, but that's what more so of the self-gratification of that physical sense and not think, of the- Go ahead. 
No, you go ahead. I said not not com- not completing or what you need to be supported. Go back to what Kate said. Like somebody who's gonna support you, somebody who's gonna support your dreams and hopes and desires is not may not be that same person that you're physically attracted to when you're 18, 20, 25 years old. Like that may that just may not be the case. And that and all those things happen, and, and that person may be great, but that's not the person who's gonna support you, guide you, um, give you the kick in the butt what you need when you need it. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I, we're, we're talking about it from the sense of our attraction, but it also works in the other sense, sense when you where you haven't. You haven't gotten that confidence in yourself yet, and somebody comes along that you think, oh, wow, this person likes me. And you just jump into it because you can't believe that this person likes you and you you don't even know if you guys have something in common or if you're on the same level, same common ground and you get into it and then you realize, Oh, you know what? You're not what I thought you were. <laughs> um, so I, I think it works both ways. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and that just comes back to that, you know, confidence in yourself and knowing who you are and being able to identify what you want and sharing that. So we was talking about like college age. How often are you at that point between 18 and 22 or 18 and 24? And if, you know, it's not very often, what's the best practice to navigate that that whole uh, like dating situation? Because everything is experiences. You're growing and maturing at the same time. Um, you, you gave a good piece of like old, you know, wisdom when, you know, it, every relationship ain't going to be your last relationship, but how often do you go into it saying, okay, you're going to be my next ex-girlfriend. So not having a full deck of cards, but still trying to maneuver that space. What, what, what are you left with? Well, the, the Tao teaches to embrace and enjoy every moment as it comes. And so instead of being so concerned, and even though you should move just like in any career or job that you set forth in should essentially have kind of a focus of, you know, this is uh, I'm moving towards, you know, greatness with these steps but you should also still be present in your, your moment, right? The, the, the today, the now. So move forward with, you know, the understanding and in hopes of pushing your energy towards, you know, your ultimate goals, but just embrace as it comes. Don't put so much weight on assuming that you can force anything, understand that it's going to come naturally um, the best way. And, and, and be more receptive to that. Enjoy the moments instead of trying to force the moments. We talked about honesty. Again, when you are, when you enter those situations, right, it's really like thinking through, okay, this, this situation is not sitting right with me. Whatever, whatever may happen in the relationship, right? Like you, you're, you're, you get the your campus and we, we talk about college experience, right? You get to campus and you get involved with somebody and First semester, second semester, you're there, and all of a sudden you're just not feeling it right. Feeling it's flowing right. Like, be upfront, be honest. Don't just wait around and say like, "I'm gonna see you six months from now how this is gonna go." Like again, 
as it may hurt. It may not be the best situation. Like if that person is truly somebody um, you've built a friendship with, like you mentioned earlier, but it's really building that friend. Like, can we, can we stay friends and see if particularly later on, as we mature, as we grow, is this something that we grow back together? We come back together or not? Again, that doesn't mean that I'm, I'm committed here. I'm going to be doing this or whatever. It's really just being honest about like, I'm not, we're not mixing on this right now. What are we going to do? What are we doing? And being open and honest with that. I mean, I think there's been plenty of times that I've had plenty of times. I've been in situations, I've been having a conversation where somebody, even in undergrad, like, yeah, we just, we started dating freshman year and like now it's sophomore, junior year. And it's like, everybody knows us as that couple. And like, they don't want to let everybody else down, but they're both like miserable because everybody's friends with them and everybody's, everybody's cool. They have mutual friends. It's like, what do we do? We can't, we can't not be that person for everybody else. Like it ain't about everybody else. But you guys bring up a really good point. And I think what you're talking about, um, not that particular part you just ended with, because, because yeah, there's a lot of peer pressure in that environment, but at some point, and this is where, you know, the older folks speak, uh, courting, courting has gone out the door and dating I think was originally supposed to be we're dating this means we go on dates we learn who each other are we move dating to a more permanent type situation where it's a relationship we're in a relationship and and put you know longevity to it where if you use the courting phase, then you kind of figure out who each other is. I think that's what that was meant for. Mm. You figure out if you're a match and then move on to dating. Um, but I think that is a relic at this point. And I don't know if anybody really does that still. Well, I think people got mixed messages of what that means, right? And mixed understandings. First of all, courting, dating, getting to know, just going out with somebody, getting to know them. Right. Does that mean you guys are single, a singular object right now? Like if you if y'all haven't established that, then that's a problem. If, if we're going on dates just to say if we we're gelling, but I'm still going to see other people, you can still go out with other people like that needs to be talked about from. But there are a lot of people today that are possessive. I don't know how else to say it. Like if we're talking and because they use that word, I say they, but like I'm so but. Talking, talking is the term now. Like we don't say we're dating. Very few people say we're dating until it's like later on down the line. But if that's the case, then we're exclusive from the get go, um, and we're not exploring if this is the only option. If there's other things out there that it may be missing, that I may not be the one for you. You may not be the one for me. It may work the opposite way than what I'm thinking. But is that going to be what we're doing up front? And is that stipulated, or is it just willy nilly? And people are getting upset because a text message comes in from somebody. You're going to hang out with your friends and I, and there's other guys around, other, other girls around. And people are getting upset. People are very possessive nowadays. And that's turned into a lot of um, violence when it comes to that too. You got to be careful. You know, now that I think about it, that should have been a part of freshman orientation. Dating? <laughs> like, 
people talking about this. Like, yeah, yeah. hey, look, you're going to be here. You, you're you going to find and see people that you've never seen before. And you're going to want to date people and just some type of guidance, right? Suggestions. And I don't know who that was going to come from, but um, <laughs> right again, that comes back to why, why are you laughing, man? I can't imagine Dean Wilson. And I'm only saying using her as an example, but like an administrator of the school that has close ties with the student body getting up there and um, talking like that. Now I've seen forums, like we've actually put on, a, a, when I was on the yard, several forums that surrounded that whole, um, or that whole dating thing. But it, it, it's, it was student ran. It wasn't necessarily older or adult. And it could have still been student ran. I, I mean, for the most part, mm-hmm. the real orientation was student ran. That's fair. By the time we got there, it was just a formality. By the time we got to campus, the real orientation had been done already. That's why most of us was there. Yep. So let's pivot a little bit from that age range to our age range now. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you pivot. Yes, sir. um, The the courting thing, the dating thing. Um, I I don't, I feel like there's a, there is a misunderstanding, but I feel like that people get stuck in that. Um, I feel like because of the dynamics between the male and the female at this point, um, it becomes a distraction and it's hard to go from the courting or dating phase to the next phase because you get too many options or, you know, not enough honesty, hurt feelings, things of that nature. Do you think that happened in like your younger years or is that now where people are now because there's so many options you can just keep courting and depending on what people are willing to give out during courting you just oh well I'll just keep doing this I feel like it definitely happened in my younger years and I feel like it majorly impacts my generation um, because I hear it from Chris's friends and other females and how they're impacted by it. I just had conversations with some uh, fraternity brothers of mine close in age that are still impacted by it. So I I think it it became a thing. And at this point, you know, nobody really knows what to do with it or knows how to kind of, or wants to do what it takes to get out of that, that cycle because of all the options and distractions. You know, it's tough, man. Like, I I don't even know. I I think it's becoming, to a degree, I don't understand. I I think it's becoming more competitive as your options or the groups, the the, the pool, the pool becomes less, right? Mm -hmm. It's funny because it's it's like a a double-edged sword. And now we're going, now we're going controversial. You got men turning to men. You got women turning to women. Right. And then you have the rest of the folks that there's competition for. And because, you know, their options may be limited. You're just like, oh, well, there's, I'm, I'm a commodity. I, I'm, I'm super attractive at this point, especially if I have a job. And I'm stable and I could pay for trips 
where I at least pay my share of the trip and not say, I don't have any money to do that. Right. And I think it's that way on both sides, male and female. Mm-hmm. Right. And now you think, well, I don't have time to invest in this person and figure out if things just don't look clear in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So now you cut that and let me hurry up and run to the next person before they get taken. Mm-hmm. Everybody just like, what? There's, there's, a, there's a lot <laughs> and there's a lot what you say because I'm playing out a situation in my head now where that running from situation to situation also leads back to, well, I don't care if he or she is in a relationship, I'm still going to pursue. I don't care if he or she is in the marriage, I'm still going to pursue. And that that commodity right there is also part of the downfall for a whole nother subset of people. So that, because because at the end of the day, a lot a lot of the people I hear that, that have those conversations or will say that honestly, like, I don't care if they're in a relationship. Like, they've already come to the conclusion that like, that's not what they want. They want that person for whatever reason. And mm-hmm. it, it, it could be a plethora of reasons, right? Mm-hmm. They're not really, they don't care about, they just want what they want, self-gratification. Mm-hmm. Like, that's who I want. That's the situation I want. Or he or she has something that I want. And I'm going to see where this goes. Forget, forget the other situation that goes on. I don't know that may be taking it off left a little bit before we at, but that was that's what just played out when you described that right there. Because of that, because of a lot of lack of options, mm-hmm. people will settle for well, I'll just I'm in it for the fun. I'm in it for just the sex. I'm in it just for the money, the trips, stuff on the side. I don't have to deal with all that. Or I I'll suppress all those feelings that I may want all that stuff, and I'll just deal with this here now and deal with the consequences later on. So you bring up a good point. And I, I don't want to go too far away from Brett's original thing of people that get stuck in that courting phase. And, and I guess the question is, are they really stuck? Or is purgatory better than being in hell? I think sometimes it's comfort too. I don't think it's as much stuck as it is they get to that comfort stage in in are just in this that that it's comfortable here i don't want to shake up nothing and and have assumptions on on what the quote-unquote next level brings and and what changes that means and everything else and so that comfort it's it's comfort and fear right that it 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 just puts you in that that stagnant state of just like you know what it's straight here so why should i do anything to rock this boat I should just go ahead and, and ride this out and hopefully it'll be straight because I just saw my dog who got married and that turned out to be insane. And, but I got my other homeboy who's single and he's, he's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, yo, we'll just stay in this, this kind of middle road space and I'll just hopefully ride this thing out. Is the problem the work? That's it. Putting in the work. That was, it's the, it's the, Every dude I talk to or man I talk to that lives in this space, I feel like it's the responsibility. Like Fresh said, you're comfortable, you're good. So you can stay at a level, get jiggy with it, be big willy, all that good stuff. And once things get to be uncomfortable or a little difficult or you have to be a little bit more responsible or accountable, 
you have another option that you can jump to and get there and have another four to six months, maybe a year wave. And because most men don't just are not monogamous, like there's like two, three or four on the back burner. So you can just, it's just a rotation. So it's, it's easier. And the, I feel like it's a choice at that point. And at, you really have to decide, okay, do I really want to get out of this? Or someone or women have to really hold you to be to a certain standard. I think you, uh, yeah. And there's also a part where you don't want to take the cuts. You don't want to take the cuts that's going to make you grow. Ah, yes. Yeah. Right. And it's on both sides. It's not just men. I I think it's on the other side too. People, and this goes back to knowing who you are and being confident in yourself and then being confident in this other person that you've now made this commitment to uh whatever level of commitment that is there's going to be cuts along the way to help each other grow and some people don't want to hear that i just want the person that's you know they're not gonna really say anything it is what it is and then when they get tired of it they'll just leave cool i'll go on to the next person I mean, we all can say we know somebody who fall male and female, they fall in that, that category. Well, I think that was uh I don't know. I think the only thing that could have made that better is if we had some single people on here and like we we ran it like a <laughs> like a workshop. Like <laughs> that's what we need. That's what we need. Carol, there was one more point you wanted to hit before we get out of here though. Or did we cover it? No, we covered it. We, we, we transitioned to it. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. I'm, I'm very curious as to what Art's thoughts would have been if he was here. But maybe, maybe we'll have him just drop some things on the IG page. Or maybe we'll do some YouTube shorts next week. And, you, you know, feature some stuff. And, uh, folks, if you, if we, we definitely want to hear comments on this one. Because there are a lot of single people out there that listen to our podcast. Um, and even those that are in relationships, like what, what made it work? At what point did you realize that you were ready and that you knew what you needed to know in order to find the right person? We definitely want to know. So hit us up on the IG page. We got a gang of new followers on the IG page. Um, just want to welcome all of you uh, that may be seeing clips of this. And then uh, we got some new followers on YouTube, too. Um, unfortunately, I don't know their names, but we'll shout y'all out next week. Uh, but in the meantime, Fresh, you want to hit us with some fresh ovation? Why not? It was um, like therapeutic for you last week. You were like, yes, I have something I want to talk about. I went ahead and released, but you know, I always got something in the basket. Don't ever get it twisted, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this week... Uh, if you are on a, going on a journey, do not seek the advice of someone who has never left the house. So mm. even in dealing with uh, this conversation that we had on, on this week's podcast, I would definitely, as a younger person, look and seek advice from people in relationships that I saw that were healthy 
and, and that I admired and were in positions that I liked and asked them and engage more with, you know, um, how they got to where they are and have a better understanding there. But that goes across the board for anything that you are doing. Always take advantage of seeking advice from those who have already been in that position or been through it. That's this week's fresh ovation. Y'all know what it is. Nice, nice. Uh, I'm not going to keep, I'm not going to draw mine out. Anybody want to say anything else? No. It is better to have 10 ex-fiancés than one ex-wife. Or ex-husband. And I'll leave it there. Goodbye, Tell them what time it is, Asher. Uh, that's it for now, folks. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. We're done here on the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. amazing.